Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA. This week, as part of our workforce development series, we're talking to John Jones, President and CEO of Hope Toledo, a 501c3 organization established to help children obtain high-quality early childhood education through Hope Toledo Pre-K and post-secondary training in college or trade schools through the Hope Toledo Promise. In 2020, Society President and CEO Scott Wiley, CAE, announced a three-part commitment to end racism and help create a business environment that offers equal opportunity to all. The plan consists of CEO leadership, organizational commitment, which includes a $100,000 pledge for initiatives, and advancing public policy. In continuation of its commitment, last year, OSCPA's Board of Directors approved a $20,000 investment in Hope Toledo. We talked with John about how DEI impacts workforce development for the profession, specifically around exposing diverse students to accounting and supporting them in their educational journey. It's no secret that the profession struggles to attract and retain diverse professionals. In 2019, an AICPA survey found that only 2% of CPAs are African-American and only 1% of partners at CPA firms are African-American. So what does that mean for the future of the profession? Education for both young students and those in the post-secondary space is crucial, as you'll hear in our conversation. Here's what John had to say about the student perception of accounting. Young people that I've come across who are interested in accounting, um, and for myriad of reasons, right? For some, it has been because they had um, a parent who was involved or a family member who they saw engaged in that work. Um, and for others, it's just, hey, I've always wanted to do business, and I think that's a way to do it. Um, so very, a wide variety, right? Um, but what seems to be the similar course for most that I've talked to is that it appears that it's a hard profession to get into, um, i.e., well, you got to do this, you know, you've got to have, you know, a certain kind of math background. You have to have um, a certain um, type of background or have gone to a specific type school. So I think, I think there is this perception that, um, the accounting field is more difficult than what it may be. Not to say that it's not, you know, there's some rigor to it, so on and so forth, but I think there are some who for some reason or another believe that there are way more difficulties and challenges. And just to put it simply that, you know, accounting is hard, right? Um, and so I think that's a challenge that the profession faces. I also asked John if there was apprehension about the CPA exam from students, as it's regularly discussed as a barrier to entry to the profession. Let's just be honest, there's not many fields that you can go into where there's not some sort of a certification, right? So, right. Um, I think testing in general, um, there's an aversion to testing in general, right? Kids go through, and I think this speaks more to how we do our educational system. So there's a test, um, you know, at various levels. So whether you're in third grade and doing reading tests or math tests at eighth grade or some kind of ACT or SAT, and then, you know, it's this whole idea of standardized testing that causes some people just nervousness, period. But I think there's this extra allure added onto the CPA exam because it seems like it's oh so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so I think 
not think I, I've heard, and I, and I and I know this to be the case for you know at least most of the kids that we come across is you know they base their perception and what they think is fact based on what someone else may have had a difficult time with. So as opposed to finding those folks that have been successful, wildly successful, they find those few that you know have not been successful, and they base that as well. If they couldn't do it, I can't do it. One of those kind of conversations. How does this, you know, kind of apprehension, almost negative uh, perception of what it would take to get to be successful in accounting, how does that impact, you know, the the pipeline crisis that we're currently experiencing? Yeah, that's a really good um, um, question. So so I'm I'm a firm believer in a couple things. Number one, I think pipelines are crucial um, for success in any um, particular industry. So whether we're talking accounting, education, healthcare, um, I think those are crucial. And so when you can build out pipelines, you now begin to navigate through um, a space in which you build early the interest, the engagement, and the opportunities for success. And so the challenge is when the perception is we can't do it or I can't do it, um, that then makes your pipeline weaker. Because if you don't get um, young people engaged early, then they don't believe that, um, not, not so much they don't believe, if they don't get engaged early, they won't continue through the rest of the pipeline. It's harder to get people into a pipeline farther down the stream and closer to the outcome than it is to get them engaged early and often. And so I do think perception matters to the pipeline discussion for accounting um, for the field, because if I'm not interested early, I'm not going to, I won't say I won't, it'll be harder to get me engaged and interested later um, in that high school journey heading towards college. What I fear, to be very honest with you, what I fear, particularly for the accounting profession, is that because so often it's not viewed as a worthwhile investment of time to go early, um, I think that then produces what we now see in our pipeline, right? Because at the end of the day, um, students are... I hate to say this for lack of a better word, you know, there's a socialization effort um, that can go on early, right? So if I'm exposed to a particular career field and I see that more often than not in a various, um, in a various amount of ways, whether it's intentional um, through, um, um, you know, bringing in speakers and I see those in my classroom or if it's the unintentional, i.e., my family member is a part of that or um, a friend um, has a dad or mom who is engaged in that. Like if I hear these things, the more I hear it, the more it exposes me to say, you know what, that's something that I might want to look at and think about. If I don't see it, I can't really be it if I've never been exposed to it. So if you don't have anyone that you know who is in accounting, these kids might think, why would why would I want to go do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that right there is where I think the, you know, the dilemma kicks in for, you know, for the profession. But I think overall, um, there is a struggle um, is, again, and it comes back to, you know, what 
what you see, right? If I don't see it, I don't, you know, I'm not able to be it. And that's just the real um, breakdown. Um, whether we want to believe that or not, it's in my estimation, maybe I'm wrong, but in my estimation, that's, that's, that's the true statement. If I don't see it, I don't be it. And that's the challenge that we're now facing. And from your perspective, what are some ways that you think the accounting profession can really improve to, to reach more students early on? Um, I think, um, and, and, and it's not just a thought. I've, we, I've seen it happen and I've seen it happen really well. Um, I think one intentional engagement, uh, by the profession, as you just mentioned, um, earlier in the educational pipeline. So, um, identifying, and I know OSCPA has, has, has done this, uh, but identifying those partners, um, and individuals that are already in the profession. Um, and having them volunteer that time to go back into your middle schools and high schools to have these conversations early and often, um, whether it's an, you know, organized career day around accounting or if it's just a general career day, just about a bunch of professions being present in those is critical. So I think that's one um, because you have to go to where the young people are. Two, I think um, firms can begin to identify, um, for lack of a better word, pathways into their in, 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 into their organization. So um, the sooner I can get a young person to shadow. So it's one thing to go and share in a junior high classroom. Hey, there's you know here's what I do every day, right? That's one thing. The second, which is another intentional effort is to identify those young people in partnership with school districts and schools that that have expressed some kind of an interest in business, not just accounting, but in business, um, and having them come and experience what is a day like inside of this space. Because oftentimes, young people only know what they see, um, and they may see it from the wrong perspective, right? So if I'm looking at it through a lens of a video, um, that might tell me one thing, but to see it in person and with um, an individual, because there's so many wonderful things that happen in this accounting space, right? Because I'm building relationships and I'm, you know, I'm not only doing the work, but I'm, you know, understanding what a problem is and working on a solution and there's strategy behind that. There's so many pieces. So to be able to experience that is very critical. Um, so one visits to um, middle schools, high schools, just to talk about what the profession is and what's done to identifying those students that have a business interest and saying, hey, come on and visit and, 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 and come into our office, see what we do on a day to day. Three, um, it is creating, um, how shall I say this, funded pathways into the educational sector in the post-secondary space. So, even if it's a $500 scholarship, right? To know that that $500 scholarship came from Ernst and Young or, um, Plant Moran or our auditors, Clifton Larson. Um, it was Gilmore, Jason and Mailer, but Clifton Larson now. Um, but to understand, right? How those connections are built, that's critical. And I would say those, 
those three, and there's a boatload more, but being able to provide some type of resource so that the student knows, hey, you're invested in my success in this space. Doesn't mean that you're providing a full scholarship. You know, if that's out there, great. But if it's 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, something like that, it expresses that there's an interest in my investment in you. Absolutely. And I think um, to your point, those those funded pathways, that effort needs to happen, um, you know, throughout the profession. You know, it can't just be these one off firms or organizations offering um, these opportunities. And I'm, I'm sure that you've seen those articles um, this tax season about firms who have had to turn clients away because they don't have enough staff to handle um, the amount of work that they're getting and has been a long time coming. And it's obviously not a surprise to the profession, but it does feel like a moment to really sort of ring the alarm bell and say, hey, like you really need to be thinking about this for, you know, 10 to 20 years from now and what the the future of your firm will look like. Yes, that that is exactly it. And I think um, using that thought process, Jessica, this is a long-term approach um, to solving um, a somewhat of a crisis, right, that's been going on for um, a bit of time. So this is not just something that just happened overnight, and so therefore it's not going to be solved overnight. Um, and so it's critical how the response is taken, and I keep using the word intentional because it has to be an intentional response. And this really, um, I think, speaks to the work that you're doing um, at Hope Toledo. And so I wanted to ask you, what kind of impact can organizations such as yours have on the workforce development problem that the profession is facing? Yeah, so um, with the work that we're doing at Hope, um, the way I view this um, and the way we've intentionally tried to set up our work is, one, we want to meet our students where they are. So as they express to us, hey, I'm interested in going to this school and I want to major in this space, I think that's critically important. But that where I really think our impact can be had is that most times, and I don't know how you were, um, I, I knew what I wanted to do going into, going into my post-secondary space. But what I'm finding is more often than not, our young people aren't sure, right? So they're sort of open. And I like to view this as like a blank canvas. And so if I have a blank canvas, whatever I choose to paint on there is what, you know, is going to be the ultimate result. And so it's exposing these young people, even at the point of going into the post-secondary space. So I don't think all hope is lost if we didn't get them at junior high. I think there's a real opportunity when students enter the post-secondary arena to say, here's all of your options. So I think where hope comes into play is us being able to connect the dots between the industry. So um, those that are in the accounting profession and the students that are now entering this post-secondary space, because that's our work, right, is in the post-secondary arena. So being able to expose them there and share with them, this is a very real opportunity and this is what it looks like. um, That's crucial because we're already taking care of the rest of this. So our program helps to fund um, a scholarship, which is tuition, room, board, books, fees. So there is no conversation about I have a bill that's not paid for the students that we work with. Your bill will be paid. 
So now it's about you focusing on what are the various things that I can go do or become. And our job, I think, as um, from a Hope Toledo perspective, is to expose to a multiple area, multiple amount of areas, so that the the student, our scholars, can make an educated choice. Um, the other end is we also at Hope Toledo work in the early childhood education space. Um, and I think even as early as four years old, not that that four-year-old is going to say, I want to be an accountant. They might. That would be great. Um, but I think being able to expose them um, to professionals at an early stage so that they understand, yes, I can become a professional in some way. Um, and, and as I continue to grow, um, I will get exposed to more, you know, specific areas. So I think even us being able to expose our kids, our children to this idea of completing, graduating high school, going off to a post-secondary space. It doesn't have to be a four-year school, but a two-year, um, or what have you, but going into that world is a very real possibility for them. I think it starts at, at that base rudiment level and then can expand beyond. When we begin to view our students um, as having the potential to succeed in any area or endeavor that they seek to go into, we then begin to have a different viewpoint as to how we expose them. And so oftentimes the view is, is nah, they're probably not cut out for that. Um, now, once they get in, I mean, let's just be honest. If we were talking healthcare, if I don't like the sight of blood, I'm clearly not, I don't need to be in healthcare. Right, right. Um, but, but, but the flip of that is that until that's understood, right, and revealed, um, there's an opportunity for our kids to become whatever it is that they choose to become. So I would, you know, encourage um, those that are in the accounting industry and the profession to consistently look at our kids as having the full potential to become whatever it is that they want to. And our role as adults and in the profession is to expose them to a myriad of opportunities. So then they have a choice from which to select. Um, I'm fortunate, just my personal story, you know, my dad did a small little stint um, in a quick little junior college um, but he doesn't have a four-year degree, but because he was a business guy and understood that, that was an exposure that I had. My mm -hmm. grandmother was a teacher, so that was an exposure that I had, right? My mom worked in the school district. That was an exposure that I had. I was around um, individuals who were in healthcare. That was an exposure that I had. So I landed where I am now, but I had opportunities to pursue different things because I was exposed early in life. And so what I would encourage the profession to think about is how they impact the exposure the kids see. When we do that, we can see change begin to happen. What John and I talk about echoes much of what other guests on the series have mentioned, that this problem has been growing for years and is bigger than any one entity can solve. It will take the entire profession intentionally working together to solve the pipeline crisis and workforce development. Thank you to John for joining us on this episode. Next week on the podcast, we'll hear the perspective of what workforce development means for accounting from someone in the corporate sector. We're releasing new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have questions or comments about the series, you can contact me at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. Thanks for listening.